Welcome to the Viewpoint Podcast with your host, Henry Grosek. Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grosick. It uh, gives me great pleasure to welcome Nada Nasser, the State Director, New South Wales, Victoria and ACT for Mission Australia. And uh, they've just got their latest report out on uh, the top issues concerning young people in 2021. And we'll get on those in a moment. But firstly, welcome to Viewpoints, Nada. Great to be with you, Henry. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, and I I know I know a bit about Mission Australia. I, I'm a bit uh, associated with them in 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 in, in a way, and uh, you do great work. And I'd like to congratulate you and uh, and the team. And it's been a, a really tough last two years uh, in, in doing so. Yeah, thanks so much, Henrik. Absolutely, it has been a really tough year for all of, you know, I mean, the whole community, I guess, globally. Um, but for people who work in the social services sector, like um, us in Mission Australia, it has been really tough because we wanted to, um, you know, continue to support our clients who themselves were experiencing, you know, higher levels of, you know, anxiety, stress, mental health issues, um, isolation, all of those factors that um, m- meant that our services were more important than ever. Um, but yes, our teams have had to pivot and, um, uh, you know, look at ways of uh, continuing to make sure our connections with our clients continue to be solid and we continue to support them. So really my hat off goes to them uh, every day for the amazing work that they do. So look, it's an amazing one, the, uh, the NGO area and the care area of, um, of, the, of the community. Uh, is uh, it's a double bind because you're trying to help people, support people, and yet at the same time, um, the people that are with Mission Australia and all these other organisations, schools, hospitals, whatever, um, they've got people too, and uh, yeah, they don't yeah. Av- they don't avoid the stresses and the and the troubles and the worries of the pandemic. How have you personally yeah. been going? Because your role's pretty challenging. It can be very rewarding, Nada. But how, yeah, have, you, how um, have you travelled? Uh, look, I'm, I'm well. I mean, one of the great things about working in Mission Australia is we have a very strong focus on the mental health and well-being of our people. Um, so I've felt as, you know, as a, a people leader, I've had a lot of support from the organisation um, to make sure we're all looking after ourselves um, and also that, you know, we can look after our teams and our people. Um, so we've had a, a, a whole range of um, initiatives and leave and a whole range of things to make sure that we're looking after ourselves and looking after our people. But, yeah, um, I absolutely miss uh, visiting my team in Victoria because I'm based mm. in Sydney and I, yeah, I I was actually due to go there um, uh, this uh, this week and uh, because of this uh, new variant, uh, you know, we all got very nervous and thought, okay, mm. we better, we better, we better uh, you know, postpone things. But, um, yeah. You're doing as well as you can. Now, Mission Australia, mm. for those people who are not completely familiar with it, I mean, it is a high-profile organisation, but... You work. Tell us a bit about your organisation. So we, um, I guess our work focuses on three broad areas. One is uh, we work to end homelessness. So we provide a range of services around housing and homelessness. So that's a really big part of what we do. Uh, we support vulnerable people to thrive, and that that may be through um, alcohol and other drug rehabilitation services, mental health services, um, community family support services, services for young people and children. So we do a whole range of services and support 
support for people who are vulnerable for various, various reasons. Um, and the other part of what we do is we work to strengthen communities. So we work in partnership with uh, a range of community organisations and communities uh, to look at how we can strengthen communities and work within uh, a sort of a, a collaborative approach. Well, you've had um, there's always plenty to do in those those areas, and the last two years in particular would have heightened them. Now you've got out a new this is an annual thing, your Youth Survey Report 2021. When did you start making these reports, uh, developing these reports? We started about 20 years ago, would you believe? So it's uh, yeah, it's been a long, it's a it's a you know a long commitment uh, for us, uh, an ongoing commitment to really hear the voices of young people. Um, it's a very important survey because it provides us with insights from young people about their their. You know, concerns, uh, personal, as well as what they see are the key issues for the country nationally. Uh, we, we hear about their challenges or some of their barriers, but we also hear about how they're feeling and, and uh, you know, their, their optimism and their, their, their views about the future. So it's a really important, um, uh, you know, source of information mm. and insights about the lives of young people, which really helps us in, it helps with the work we do and informs the services we design, uh, the programs we deliver, but it also is a really important um, tool in our advocacy to government uh, and to policymakers so that we are making sure that, you know, the voices of young people are uh, front and centre of um, anything that impacts them. Now, now the, the report includes the opinions of um, young people aged 15 to 19 and you, yeah. you had 4,601 young people surveyed for what's your, as you said, your 20th annual youth survey between April and August. Um, yeah. To start with, uh, one of the things that's very heartening to, to myself uh, and, and a person of the older generation is um, we sometimes underestimate how interested young people are in things beyond themselves. It's very interesting. It's very e easy to think of them as being more narcissistic than than <laughs> than they really are, and and that's so true. Your report shows. Oh, absolutely. The report really shows that young people are aware and do care deeply about the social and personal issues affecting not only themselves, but their peers and their country. Um, you know, we, we, when we ask them about areas of national concern, they, they, you know, they've got their finger on the pulse in terms of the key issues that are impacting uh, the community. So let me just tell you a little bit about what, what young people said to us this year. But before I do, just to clarify to your listeners, that. So the survey is a national survey that we do every year, as you said, uh, and this year we surveyed 20,000 young people nationally, and of those, 4,600 were from Victoria. And uh, and the, the, what they said to us as their um, area what they see as the biggest issues for the, the country nationally. Um, COVID-19, no surprise there that that is really the, the biggest issue of concern they feel for, for the community and for the country. Um, and the other issues that, that they said were of concern to them were equity and discrimination, uh, the environment and mental health. So really these were the top four issues that were highlighted by young people from Victoria. Um, about the they, what they see are issues of national concern, and um, and 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 in let's unpack them. What did they see as the issues that are contained within COVID nineteen? Because that hmm. uh, that covered a lot of areas for for all of us. Yeah. 
It sure did, yeah. And look, this is the second year that young people in Victoria have highlighted COVID as a national concern. Um, and interestingly, uh, compared to the responses nationally, young people in Victoria experienced greater negative impacts of COVID um, across a number of areas. So let me give you an example. So 70% of the young people in Victoria said COVID impacted their mental health compared to 50% nationally. So what we're seeing in this survey is a much higher proportion of negative impact on young people um, in Victoria compared to uh, the national picture. Uh, and, I mean, that's not surprising given the number of lockdowns the Victorians have endured. Um, uh, you know, so and the, the areas where we saw uh, that impact, um, so what the young people said is that the impact negatively sort of impacted uh, on young people's health, on their well-being, wow. uh, on their participation in education, uh, and you know participation socially generally. So the the top three areas that they said uh, were of impact in terms of the in terms of COVID nineteen were uh, participation in education was number one, education was two, and mental health was the third area of concern. Mm, it's interesting. I know uh, in my role as a school principal, uh, way back last year, it seems so long ago and yet so near. Uh, the initial, the initial feeling was that we, a lot of people, were very concerned children would lose a year of their academic learning that they'd never catch up. And mm. the, word, the word pivot has become part of our lexicon. Um, it it sure has, hasn't yeah. it? We've, we've, and we've pivoted to well-being being of um, significant importance. That came out uh, with your your report in terms of mental health, didn't it? Mm. So that was the other, so as I said, uh, of the, you know, the top areas of concern, um, mental health was one of them. And, of course, uh, mental health is, is sort of covered as part of the concerns related to COVID because we know that was one of the areas of negative impact. But it also comes up as an, in its own right as an area of concern as well. Um, so <clears throat> mental health and wellbeing is, you know, again, it was highlighted in the youth survey, and this has been consistent over, over the years, that young people raise uh, mental health as a, as a key area of national concern. Oh, we need to take a short break. Nada, can you hold the line? Sure, sure, sure. Welcome back to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grossick. I'm in a little discussion with Nada Nasser, the State Director, New South Wales Victorian ACT Mission Australia. And we've been focusing on their 20th uh, Youth Survey Report uh, in 2021, which uh, has a, a number of sobering details. Welcome back, Nada. G'day, Henry. Now, Nada, you you mentioned two others. We've, we've spoken about mental health and COVID, and the, 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 to some degree there's an interrelationship there, but the environment mm-hmm. and equity and discrimination. Now, the environment, pardon the pun, is a very hot topic at the moment. Mm, yeah. Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, it's not, not surprising that young people are concerned about the environment. Uh, we had uh, two in five young people in Victoria say that the environment is a key national issue, uh, which has really increased significantly over the years. It's sort of doubled, uh, well, more than doubled since 2012. Um, and we've got a quarter of young people who responded to the survey said they are extremely or very concerned about climate change. So it's time really for you know us to need we need to stand up as stand and um, 
take take note and listen uh, to what young people are saying. As a, uh, I guess, as a future generation, um, uh, they, they are increasingly uh, aware of the impact of climate change, the impact of pollution and other environmental issues uh, on, on them and on their future lives. So they are, you know, making, they are what they are telling us. They want to um, be part of the decision-making process. Uh, they are engaged in uh, in this as a really important issue for them. So, yeah, so environment is is important and I think will we'll continue to grow in its importance for young people. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's interestingly framed against a backdrop in our country, which is uh, fairly widely criticised internationally for mm, uh, yeah. what is perceived as a fairly slow... Uh, and sluggish response to the environmental issues that the, that the whole world is facing uh, puts Australia in an interesting position there, doesn't it? Absolutely, and more we need to do more. We need to take this more seriously. Mm. Um, you know, particularly in more recent um, you know uh, events around bushfires, floods. I mean, young people are seeing this uh, day in day out, but they also engage. They're engaged in the global sort of conversation and uh, and uh, access information globally. They see what other countries are doing and they see how far behind we are. So, yeah, absolutely, it's uh, it's a very important issue, and uh, yeah, time for us to take it more seriously. Yes, and uh, always with elections on the horizon, uh, great mm. opportunities to yes. have, a, have a productive conversation, hopefully, with uh, our politicians. Yes, yes, and we share the report. So the youth survey report is shared uh, with government, with uh, ministers. So we know we've sent it out to ministers to sort of say, look, this is what young people are telling us. Um, these, you know, voices are really important. These voices are really important to be considered in the policy making process. So let's hope they do listen. Goody and discrimination. How does that mm, work? Tell us a bit yeah. about that one. Yeah, so young people are. Uh, so, yeah, equity and discrimination was a, a big issue of concern, as, as I said earlier. And uh, young people reported, so we did ask them specifically why they felt they were unfairly treated. So we wanted to understand a little bit more about their, their, their responses. So young people who reported being unfairly treated, uh, we, we asked them whether they had been treated unfairly because of their uh, age or disability or financial background, gender, mental health. So we asked them about a range of areas so that we can un try and understand uh, why we, they feel uh, they're being unfairly treated, including you know, race, culture, uh, religion, sexuality. So we wanted to really get a, a deeper picture. So for uh, young people um, in Victoria, 32% uh, of the young people who responded to the survey uh, said that they had been unfairly treated in, during the year, which is really quite a significant. So that's sort of almost one in three young people are telling us that they've been unfairly treated. Um, now, again, it's not surprising that a, a, a much higher proportion of uh, young women in Victoria who responded to the survey uh, said that they'd been unfairly treated because of their gender. Uh, so that was about 46% of, uh, of the young women uh, responded that they had been unfairly treated because of their gender compared to about 15.5% of males. So as you can see, uh, clearly the gender discrimination is a really big feature here. 
um, on the flip side, young, uh, a higher proportion of males um, uh, said that they had been unfairly treated because of their race or cultural background. So what we're seeing a, a gender difference here, you know, boys are more likely to be uh, unfairly treated because of their race and cultural background and w- young women are more likely to be unfairly treated because of gender. What about our Indigenous community? Well, yes, uh, 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 race is a, is a comes up as a big uh, a big area. I think I can just uh, quickly check the results there for you. But um, yeah, so uh, for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander young people, um, you know, discrimination uh, because of race and cultural background is is of course. Uh, you know, we know that that's a, a real factor. Um, so, yeah, that's, uh, um, sure, yeah, so that is, a, there is, yeah, yeah. So um, I, um, we, the other interesting thing is that there was a, quite a high proportion of Aboriginal um, young people, particularly from Victoria, who responded to the survey, which is, uh, which is really great. Now, now, Nada, um, the survey is a great thing, and I know you share it widely. But it's only one part of the work you do um, in addressing uh, many of the the issues that have cropped up here and uh, crop up elsewhere. Tell us uh, some of the programs and things you do, because uh, you do a lot more than compiling valuable surveys such as this. Yeah, so uh, I sort of gave you a general overview of the work that we do, but specifically in Victoria, we do some really amazing work with young people and and deliver a range of youth services and programs. So um, we we have programs that support young people in their, um, who are disengaged in education, who, you know, we can support them to be able to you know, better better achieve their their goals, their their learning goals. Uh, we provide support to young people who've left the out of home care system, who um, you know, as part of the Better Futures the Home Stretch uh, program, to help young people who have been in out of home care to be able to continue to get the support that they need to live independently in the community. So that might be help with housing, might be help with uh, practical assistance. It might be, you know, case management. It might be helping them to access mental health support. So it's sort of wrapping some support around young people who um, have been in the out of home care system uh, to to better support them. We also do programs uh, to to, um, uh, youth, Youth crime prevention and justice programs to looking at uh, young people who have been in contact with the justice system to help them to um, really prevent, divert them away from the justice system uh, through a whole range of activities. Um, the other area where, uh, in, particularly in relation to young people, is a transition to work program. So we work with young people who are have had a history of unemployment uh, to really help them engage in employment. So that might be helping them access education. It might be helping them, uh, you know, develop a, a, a resume, apply for jobs, um, participate in training, uh, help with job interviews. So we do anything we can to help those young people be able to position themselves well to um, get a job in the future. Um, so, yeah, they're just some examples. We also do a lot of really collaborative work with other organisations around families and children, um, you know, supporting parents and uh, help, you know, as part of our early intervention program is really important. So programs like the uh, Communities for Children is a really great program that works with 
you know, brings organisations together to work together to look at how do we um, strengthen the support environment around children to make sure that they are really well positioned to, to, to succeed in the future. Mm. Time's on the wing, uh, Nada, and again, congratulations and thank you for the wonderful work you do. If people want to get in touch uh, with Mission Australia, there's a lot of ways in which people, the community can become involved. How would they do that? Yeah, so look, I suggest go to our website to find out more about what we do. Uh, you can find out more about the services we provide and if you want to donate to Mission Australia, you're more than welcome to do that. So I'd suggest go to our website for more information. I also just want to say, you know, if this program raises any concern for any young listeners um, who may have some concerns, please do reach out for help. You can reach out to your, um, you know, to, uh, to your school counsellor, to your teacher, reach out to organisations like Mission Australia, um, or you can contact the Kids Helpline. So the Kids Helpline is a, a you know great service that can provide um, you know sort of immediate um, uh, you know counselling and, and then listening ear at any time. Uh, so if any of your young listeners, anyone between the age of five and twenty-five, can call the Kids Helpline. Absolutely. That was Nada Nasser, the State Director for Mission Australia in the New South Wales which joined the ACT, and that. Uh, that uh, youth survey uh, report, hopefully it, in the next 12 months, will um, gain some traction with our politicians nationally and statewide. Once again, thank you, Nada. You've been listening to the Viewpoints podcast, hosted by Henry Grossek and produced by Rob Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review and rate us via Apple Podcasts. 